Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Perik Yud Zion, Pasuk Aleph, Vayehidavar Hashem Elaile Mor, and Perik Zion is the most unusual Perik in the sense that we're going to witness a prophetic technique that we hitherto have not seen. And that is where the Navi is commanded by the Kodesh Baruch Hu to bring to the people a chida, which translated a riddle, followed by a mushal, a parable. We've never seen that before. Um, the Rambam tells us in Morin that every prophecy, really when the Navi gets it, is in the form of a chida, a riddle, followed by a mashal, and it is he, the Navi, who explains it. Here the Navi's told, bring the actual riddle, bring the actual parable. So what's the difference, basically? Let me read to you the Radak in Pasuk Beis. Hachida hu hadavar hasasam. Chida, in a riddle, it's hidden. In other words, if you don't know the circumstances, the background, the personalities, <coughs> You will never understand the riddle. Um, and Yovinu Mimenu Dovaracher, you're supposed to learn something else from it. Continues the Radak, the Hamashalu Dimyun Hadavar Ladavaracher. And the Mashal is that which clears up what this riddle is so obscure about. Kemozeha Mashal Shim Shil Hamelech Lanesher, as we're going to see. Um, so we start with a chida, then we're going to have the mashal that explains it. We are going to explain the chida as we know the mashal uh, as we go along. So pasuk aleph or yidav Hashem Mar ben adam chud hachida umoshel mashal beis Israel bring both this riddle and the parable to the people of Israel. Viamarta and say. Kolamar Shemalo Kim, thus says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hanesher ha Godol, Godol haknafayim, Erech ha Ever, Male ha Notsar, Asherlo ha Rikma, Ba el Halvanon, Vayikach, Esameret ha Erez. That takes a little explaining. Say as follows Hanesher ha Godol, this giant eagle, Godol haknafayim, Great in wings, enormous wings. Erech, great in wings spread, as it were. Mighty, imposing. It is filled with feathers of amazing colors and plumage. Ba'el Halvanon comes to the Levanon by Yikach Esameret Ha'erez and takes the very top branch of the mighty cedar tree. What are we saying? We're saying that the eagle represents Nebuchadnezzar, the mighty eagle. He has come and he has plucked, he's come to the Levanon, which is another name for Eretz Yisrael. He has come and he has plucked the highest branch from the highest tree. He has taken the top of it what we're saying is he has plucked the Malchus. He has taken the king, in this case, Yehoiachim, who is our king in Israel, 
And this is what he does. Es rosh yunikosol kotov. He has cut off that top branch of the top tree. He brings to the land of Canaan. Canaan here does not mean Eretz Canaan, the Canaanite nation. It means a land of commerce. Canaan is where they did commerce. A city of merchants, Shomo, that are there. This is Bovel. What Nebuchadnezzar has done is plucked the king from the top of the branch in Israel and brought it to Bavel. What is he doing? We know that he takes Yehoiachin, the king, and he brings him to Bavel. He also appoints Sidkiyahu to be his vassal. Sidkiyahu swears allegiance as we're going to see them. Nebuchadnezzar at this moment in history, as we've said, wants just domestic quiet. He wants someone, a puppet, that will keep it quiet. Sidkiyo at this time has sworn uh, a sacred oath that he will do that. So he takes from the seeds of the land, this being Eretz Yisrael, and he plants it in Babel. He plants the Jewish monarchy in Babel. Kach amayim rabim, in the midst of abundant, plentiful water, abundant seed, abundant soil, with one exception. Tzavtzapah shemo. Tzavtzapah is a kind of araba. It's one of those stalks we use for lulav. It is puzzle. The tzavtzapah. It is a weakened state because it has round leaves and many of them, so you can't even use it for a lulav. In other words, what the chidah is saying, as we're going to see in the mushal, he doesn't want it to be the prosperous thing it should be. In other words, read Radak, this is a parallel to who was from the seeds of the king, the house of David. He didn't want another king. And therefore he planted him there. He planted him there not to be so great. He wanted to watch him. So he did. He put him in, in a good place where there's water, there's it, but it will not grow. He can monitor the growth, is what they're saying. And he plants it with a tzifzavah. Continues the Navi. It blossoms by Hila Geffen Sorachat. It is a Geffen with a foul odor. In other words, it is not quite perfect, as we've said. Shiflas Koma, its height is not as tall. Lithnos Yosef love it does face its roots towards the, the inner field, towards the tree. Vesharoshav Tachtov, its roots are underneath it. Vatihi legefen, vatas badim batishlachos. It becomes a vine, it has leaves, it sets forth branches. But again, as the Radak says, Shiflach Koma, it is fallen of stature. And the Radak says, Afal Pisha Nosan Melech Borel Gedulah, 
Litsitio. He gives him greatness, make no mistake about it. He wants him lower. Lo Yisgaelov, he should not tower above Nebuchadnezzar. In other words, it's planted, it feeds, it gets its seed, and not so great. It's not the most perfect of its species, and that is deliberate. Um, continues the Navi. Now, and, and bear in mind, this is exactly what the Kaddish Baruch Hu intends. He wants to go along with what Nebuchadnezzar has planned. We know the community will be built. In 70 years, they will go back to build the second temple. There is no point in resisting Nebuchadnezzar. And so for now, Sikyo is perfect. But, Pasuk Zion, Vayehi Nesher Echad, the riddle continues. There is another eagle. Godol, Godol Tanafayim, large of wings, Marav saw big wing spread. Notice, does not mention the plumage, the color, the um, feathers, the majesty. It's another lesser important eagle. It is planted its roots. The roots of those that have been planted in Bavel sees that other lesser eagle. And that lesser eagle is, of course, Mitzrayim, Egypt. And it wants to be there in its part. We saw there was a great movement to Mitzrayim because they cravenly sought Mitzrayim to bolster them, to be their ally, a mutual defense pact against Bavel. And remember, the Kaddish Baruch Hu does not want this. So their roots now, the Dolisov Shulcholo, the roots are bending towards that eagle in Babel, Lahashko Sosa, to be fed from it, from its water, from its soil. And now the Kodesh Baruchu is saying, It is in that pond it wishes to go, that irrigation, it is there rather in Bovel that they are intending, they are supposed to be a mighty vine, fed, nurtured. That's a question. Do you think they are going to prosper or they're even going to get away with this? Transferring their allegiance, as it were, to another field here in Mitzrayim? Hello, <laughs> Does not its roots, will it not break? That's Yikosain, and that its, its fruits will be destroyed. The Yovesh called Tarfet Simchat Yovesh that it will just not grow. This can't happen. It, when the eastern wind touches it, it just cannot last in that furrow or in that thing. Rashi makes a very interesting note that in Pasuk Tess, uh, it, it, it cannot, we're continuing that it cannot last from the Nesher Rishon 
to the Nesher Sheni. Um, continues now the Navi, Peret, Apostle Yud Aleph. The Hinei Shisua Sacha Alo, the Gospel Ruach, in Apostle 10. The wind, not the first tempest, it's going to break it, it's going to destroy it. Where do they think they're going to get away with it? The furrows are going to dry, the water supply is going to end, meaning it's not going to be tolerated. We know Babel comes and destroys Egypt. Egypt never shows up to fulfill its part of the defense pact. They're absolutely out of their minds doing this. And now we're going to get the mushal of this chido, which we have already gleaned from the chido itself. Tell these sons of rebellion, do you know what you're doing? The king of Babel is coming to Jerusalem. And now he's going to take all the kings and all the officers to Babel. He is going to take the seeds of the kingship, specifically Yehoiachin, Tobris, and he's going to make a covenant, which he does make with Sikio. <coughs> and he makes a covenant with Sikio, a covenant in my name, that will take these people there. Yes, they're going to be an imperfect nation there, but that's by design. But they will feed there, they will eat there, they will have nourishment, they will have seeds. They will not be brought up to the heights. We know that. And the purpose is to fulfill the covenant and survive. We're not looking for you to prosper. We're looking for B'nai Israel to survive. By Yomrad Bo, he rebels against him, Sidkiyo, as we've seen, Lishloach Malachov Mitzrayim, sending his emissaries to Egypt, Sussim, begging them to give him horses, the Amrav, soldiers, chariots. Hayitzlach? Is this going to work? Is he going to break and destroy a covenant he took in my name? The <coughs> Nimrod and just get away with it? This is the Kaddish Baruch who's taking an oath. This Sidkiyahu, because he broke a covenant, he broke a sacred oath, a sacred oath in my name, and destroyed it, annulled it. He is going to go to Bavel, and he is going to die there. And of course, that is what happens. And moreover, there's no great reward or advantage to an alliance with the Egyptians. They're not going to give him soldiers. They're not going to give him horses. Um, They're not going to make paved roads to come and capture the city with nos dayek and build catapults to kill the enemy Babylonians. Never. And because of what he did here is a null and abrogate a covenant. 
He is not going to flee from it. He is not going to destroy a covenant, a covenant which he took in my name. Another oath. I am putting this on his head. Again, he made a covenant, a sacred oath in my name. It wouldn't be enough he did it in his name. He does it in my name. He has broken it. I do not want this. Excuse me. I will cast my net over him. I will entrap him. I will bring him to Vavel. I know that I will bring him to judgment because he has taken my name. He is treacherous. He has been a, uh, just a treacherous individual against me. We know the tragic ending of Sidkiyahu. His followers, his family. We saw the terrible death. Sidkiyahu's sons die in front of him. Uh, killed by Nebuchadnezzar. Those who survive the sword will be scattered to other lands. You will know that I have spoken. Now we conclude with words of immense Nechama. Now says the Kaddish Baruch I will take the top of this lofty cedar and the branches that Nebuchadnezzar established, Harama, the high ones, the Nasati Miroshin Kosov, Rak Echto Fishasalti Oni Alhar Gavoa Vesalul. And I will crop the branches on top and plant it, not there in Bavel, Alhar Gavoa Vesalul, on the highest mountain in Israel. Bahar Marom. Israel, the tallest mountain, Eshtalenu, I will plant it. The Nosa Onof, I will plant its branches. The Osa Peri, it will make fruit. The Hoyola Erezadir, it will be the mightiest of cedars. The Shokni Tachtav, and under its branches, Kolt Siparei, Kolt Konof, all the birds, all the species of animals will come together and dwell. Tishkon. Tishkon, we know, has the root like the Mishkon, like the Shekhinah. In other words, we're talking about, and Mephoshim really disagree on this, are we talking the return from Bovel with the rebuilding of the second base on Mixer, or are we talking Achris Hayamim in Messianic times? More probably, it's Messianic times because he's saying he's going to restore the king there when they come back from Bavel. He's not. Zerubbabel, who is the house of David, leads them back, but is never the king. He's the leader. In fact, Medrash tells us he goes back after he brings them to Israel. In any case, the Yodu Ko'atse Hasadeh concludes, all the trees of the field will know ki ani Hashem. Hishpalti I lowered a tall tree, Higbati ate Shofel, I took a low tree and exalted it. Hovashti ate Sloch, I dried out a wet tree. Vehfrakti ate Shofel, and I planted a beautiful dry tree. I reversed all the 
terrible things in Bavel. Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. Dibarti Asisi. Note, unlike the previous one, Ki Ani Hashem Dibarti, Ani Hashem Dibarti Asisi. I have done it. You have my word on this. It will be done. And so we conclude on a beautiful message of hope that despite the initial uh, drawbacks of Babel, this is what the Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted, this is the Chida, this is the Mashal, and this course will re- reveal the Kaddish Baruch Hu's intent of a rebuilt Yerushalayim and a rebuilt Beis HaMikdash. More Nechama in Yerush Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Adkan.